Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. The Holy Spirit is in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. That means God is in us. And that's what we actually, uh, when we highlighted this particular message, uh, this part, uh, we, we said this, God himself in the person of the Holy Spirit, he is a person, he's not an it, dwells within the believer. If you're a Christian, if you love God and you believe the word and you want to walk in God's best for us to grow our faith and grow in the empowerments and the mercies and the graces of God. We've got to realize that God, through the person of the Holy Spirit, lives in us. And because he does, that entitles us to some things. A lot of Christians have thought that when they were filled with the Spirit, they received the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues, that they just received a simple, wonderful spiritual blessing. And it is a wonderful spiritual blessing, but it's more than that. It's uh, not just a rich experience. It's more than that. We need to go to the Word of God where he tells us in First John, not the Gospel of John, but First John, chapter number four, verse four. He says this to us. First John four, verse four. He says, "Ye talking about you and I, his sons. Ye are of God, little children." So he's talking to born again uh, sons and daughters of God. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Overcome them what? The enemy and all kinds of any force that, that will come against you. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The greater one, the Holy Spirit, is in you. When you get saved, when you get born again, uh, the Holy Spirit uh comes in and you now have access to the empowerments to the graces to the mercies to the benefits that God has ca- has called you to be and to do the greater one is is in you the greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world there's an enemy, there's a devil, and there's a God, little g of this world system. That's the devil. And when, when the first Adam committed high treason and sold out mankind, and then the devil became the God of this system, and he has made a mess of it. That's what he's designed to do. <laughs> well, he wasn't designed to do that. That's what he decided to do. Of course, that that was the decision that the devil made. And so he's been practicing that for over 2,000 years now. But thank God you and I have access to the greater one, the greater one than he is. We also see in, in Scripture that it's so important that the infilling of the Holy Spirit means that he, the Holy Spirit, comes to dwell 
are to live in us, as we say it. In John 14, verse 16, and this is very important. Why is it so important that we know that the Holy Spirit dwells in us, Pastor? Well, verse 16 of the Gospel of John this time, uh, chapter 14, says this, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Remember, Jesus walked this earth for 33 years, but he left. And his disciples were, wow, you're leaving us? But he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. He didn't. He said this, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, a standby, one that will stand with you, that he, the Holy Spirit, may abide with you forever, starting when you receive him in his fullness amen it's one thing to be saved and have met the holy spirit people think when they get saved that's all of the holy spirit that you're going to get that's not true we'll see that in scripture uh but once you get saved now salvation comes to the world and you can receive christ but the holy spirit or the infilling, or him coming in his fullness, can only come to the born-again believer. That's to the church. That's He is for the body of Christ. It would be improper, and it would be dangerous for sinners, before they get saved, to pray to receive the Holy Spirit, because they're not familiar. They could get any kind of spirit. But thank God, when you know the Holy Spirit and he dwells in you to receive him in his fullness, you will recognize him. And you should recognize the fact that the comforter, the Holy Ghost, your standby is available unto you. And every believer should be, should desire to operate in the fullness of the Holy Ghost. And that's what we want to talk about for your faith to work. For you to walk in the power and the grace of God, you need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I do. Pastor, you, you're a pastor. You're a preacher. You need, but every believer needs the empowerment of, of the graces and the mercy of the Holy Spirit in your life. To lead and guide you into all truth. He is the part or the person, let me get it right, person of the Godhead who is in action right now on this earth. Well, Pastor, you got to explain a little bit more of this to me. What, what do we mean when we... Uh, you know, what's the reality of, of the indwelling spirit of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Well, first, we need to know in the Old Testament, God's earthly dwelling place was when was in what they call the Holy of Holies. And that's the only place that he resides. And every year, at least one time, everyone that was seeking God needed to go to the Holy of Holies and uh and 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 that way they could come in contact and have their sins covered. But in the new covenant, in the new covenant relationship for the born again believer, not only do we have more than what they had, we don't have to go once a year to receive uh, a covering. We have him, the Holy Spirit, on the inside of us. Pastor, you mean we don't have to go out or we don't have to have to ask God to come by and touch us? Or, you know, we sing songs about, you know, come by, let, let God come by here. And, you know, but really, that's a physical thing. God, the Holy Spirit, when you're saved, is on the inside of you. 
So when I need the empowerment and the graces of God and the fellowship with God, I need to look on the inside. Well, Pastor, give me some scripture. First Corinthians six, verse 19. First Corinthians six, verse 19 and 20 says this. What know ye not that your body is the temple of God, uh, the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, your body. Once you get saved, the house that God comes to reside in through the person of the Holy Spirit which ye have of God and ye notice this and ye you are not your own your purchase property in a sense we talk like that because we were bought back by God verse 20 says this and it, it tells you for ye are brought with a price the highest price I've ever, ever paid therefore glorify God in your body what do you mean highest price ever paid the life and the blood of Jesus. He gave his life so that you and I could have life. We were purchased back from the family of the devil. Well, Pastor, I never did join the family of the devil. When you were born on this earth, there's sin nature you were born with. You were born. Once you came to that time of recognition, of accountability, you're, you were in the family of the devil. But Jesus came. To give you life and life more abundantly. He said in verse 20 again. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. Why is it so important what I do with my body. And what I don't do with it. Because our body is not our own. It's God's. We've been purchased. We've been bought with the highest price. The blood of Jesus. And in your spirit. Spirit. Which are God's. We're God's property. Wow. That's important. Let's continue on. Second Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, verse 6. I mean, chapter 6, verse 16, adds some. It says this, And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple, the house, of the living God. God lives in you when you're saved. And God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wow. In every crisis type situation, you should know that you're more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. You have victory, but you are more than just a victor. The greater one lives on the inside of you. God. And you know, because that you need to know you're not going to fail. Pastor Hagen at Pastor Raymond Bible Church had a statement, and he taught this to us in, 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 in Bible school. He, this was his uh, phrase that he used. He said, I cannot be defeated, and I will not quit. <laughs> Why did he say that? Because when you know the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you, when you operate according to what he tells you to do according to the word and you're a doer of the word, you cannot be defeated. But too often Christians come up against something hard or a hard place and they say, I can't do that because they're not looking at whose they are and who, who lives on the inside of them. They're looking at their own strength and their own power. You have more than your own strength. You have more than your own power. When you, when you know that the Holy Spirit 
God dwells on the inside of you. Pastor, does God dwell on the inside of you? If you're a believer, you've been endowed with power. Key point. You as a Christian, as a son, a daughter of God, you've been endowed, endued with power. In the New Testament church, and even in the Word of God, it, it was an exception rather than a rule to have any believer who had not received the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Today, there are Christians that don't know it or are even taught against well, or, or, or taught like this. Well, once you get saved, that's all of the Holy Spirit that you can get. Not according to Scripture, it is he, it. He, not it. Holy Spirit the third person of the Godhead. He's not an it. He is the person of the Godhead. The Holy Spirit is more than just a supernatural sign that you have by speaking in other tongues. The apostles recognized the necessity of the indwelling Holy Spirit back in their time. And we need to recognize the fact that that We've been endued with power, and it's a necessity if we want to overcome in this life. We see in Acts 8, Acts chapter 8, uh, verse 14 and 15, he says this, and these are examples in the New Testament of, of disciples realizing this. He said, now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. Why'd they send it in? Why couldn't God just send an angel? God always sent men to preach the word. <laughs> Who, when they were come down, prayed for them, what they pray? That they might receive the Holy Ghost. They had got saved. These were believers. Now, these, uh, the apostles knew that they need the endowment of power. So they sent Peter and John to pray for them. And they did. And they received. How did they know? Because they spoke in other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Pastor, give me another example. We see in Acts 7, verse 17. Acts 7, verse 17. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house. And putting his hands on him, brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me that thou mayest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And nice, when, he, when God first told him to go to Saul, he knew the reputation of Saul. Saul had persecuted Christians, and, and nice didn't want to go. <laughs> Amen. If, if God sent you someone who's persecuting you, you probably would have had the same feeling. But, but Ananias knew God, and he knew he heard from God. And God sent him to lay hands on him so that he could get his sight back, yes. Healing, yes. But also so that he would be filled with the Holy Ghost. He was a believer. Every believer, every Christian should be filled with the Holy Spirit. Another example in Acts 19 again. And got to find an unhooking spot here just for time's sake. But it's so important that we understand this endowment of power is available unto every believer. Matter of fact, the Holy Ghost, it, to come in his fullness, is just for believers. you got to be saved to receive him in his fullness, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. 
Acts 19 verse 1 says this, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, finding certain disciples, believers. They were Christians already. That's very important. Some folks, you, you, get, you get trapped on both ends. Some folks think, okay, uh, that you aren't saved unless you have the Holy Spirit. And some folks think when you get saved, that's all the Holy Spirit. Both are, not, neither one of those are scriptural. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit, you get introduced to him. But this, there is a su subsequent baptism that we could have. It's more than an experience. It's a supernatural empowerment, a grace of God. Verse 2 says this for the believer. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much, so much as heard whether there be an Holy Ghost. In other words, they hadn't been taught. They hadn't heard about the Holy Ghost. They were saved. He later on answered, well, what were you baptized? They said John's baptism. You go through and you read that. It'll tell you all of that. But it's so important that they know and that you and I know. And as, as we find a, a good unhooking spot for now, we'll come back to this. We want to look at 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16, that, that says this to us. Know ye not that you are the temples of God, the house of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. When you get saved, you are the temple of God, and you want to be full of the presence of God. We see in the Amplified Classic, it explains that even more. In 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says this, Do you not discern, do you un and understand that you, the whole church at Corinth, he was talking about the church at Corinth, but he's also talking to the church wherever you are, are God's temple, his sanctuary, his house, where he lives, and that God's spirit has his permanent dwelling in you to be a home in you. Did you realize you are the home of the Holy Spirit. And notice this. Collectively as a church. Yeah, I understand the church is. But notice this says this. And also individually. Individual. We are the temple of God. God indwells us not only as the body of Christ, the church, but as individuals. Again, notice the expression to be a home in you. God is actually making his home in our bodies. No longer do does he dwell in a man-made holy of holies like an old covenant, but he dwells in us as believers. And because of that, we can draw on that endowment of power. The initial evidence, how did they know that they were filled with the Spirit? They all spoke in other tongues. They spoke in the Spirit as the Spirit gave them utterance. We got It's more to this, but we got to stop. <laughs> Amen. Pastor, I want to know more. Well, you do. Get in the Word. Study the Word. First step, of course, is making Jesus the Lord of your life. I want to pray with you. And I'm going to ask you to, to pray this prayer with me, this simple prayer, to where you know that you're born again. To receive the infilling or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you must be first born again. How do we do that? Pray this prayer after me. Father God, right now, I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart, that you died for me. Lord, I ask you to come into my heart and cleanse me of all sin. 
And because I confessed with my mouth and believed in my heart, I know I'm saved. I'm a brand new creature. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I have liberty in you. Amen. Once you prayed that prayer, you're in a position to walk in the fullness of God's power, to walk in authority. And it can almost happen instantaneously. In other words, the infilling or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we'll talk about that on the next time uh, when we go a little bit further in this. That infilling will give you access to supernatural authority that you ought to be walking in, that you can only walk in when you're full of the presence and the empowerment of God. We thank God. Every believer should operate in the fullness of God. Uh, now she's going to come in a minute and, and give you uh, more information about, hey, if you confess Christ as your personal Savior, you see those three mini books on the screen, you see that QR code right now that you can scan with your phone, and then uh, it'll take you to a video where you can watch, and it'll explain, hey, and welcome you to the family of God, and if you want to be a part of the Region World Bible Church, and we want you to be, we say, Welcome to our family as well. And we, for membership information, that you'll get that as well. We thank God for you. We love you. We appreciate you. Hey, if you want to.